Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Science of Pokemon, soon to be Poke Science, thanks to Nintendo's pesky interference. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me is Fisherman Don. How you doing, Don? I'm doing well. I'm uh, really excited. We got Torkoal, my precious son, is confirmed for Galar, so the important Is your thing... mic good, buddy? I, I, I know Torkoal excitement is good, but is your mic okay? Um, well... Um, the post office has lost my laptop. Um, it got sent to the wrong address, which was an address that doesn't even exist. Um, it is somewhere in the ether. And unless I can, I have to leave, I'm gonna have to leave work early one day and go to the post office, trying to get to the bottom of it. But as right now, I'm recording on mobile. All right, so we'll try and I'll work with your audio as best we can. So, because this episode is going on on Halloween, and if it isn't, it's because something terrible has happened to me, please help. Uh, we are going to be talking about predators we're going to be focusing on nature's get to the chopper get to the chopper do it now yeah oh my god i mean there's a reason i want to title this episode predators but not that one (laughs) but we'll we'll see you when the editing process is done for now cue the music All right, so before we get into all the predators, I wanted to get into our science news as usual. So this was literally discovered, uh, this article I'm reading it today on uh, some Science Daily. So astronomers are actually able to reclassify the asteroid Hygieia as a dwarf planet. So now there is an object in our solar system that is now considered another dwarf planet. So we're always discovering new things. The funniest part of the story to me is that the instrument that they use is at a facility called the VLT. Do you know what VLT stands for? Um, vegetate. No idea. Very large telescope. That's it. That's the name. I'm trying of to think it. of some sort of like BLT Just, joke, but I couldn't think of any food. Velveeta lettuce and tomato. Oh, that sounds awful. Uh, yeah. What's wrong with you? It would be terrible. All right. Uh. Yeah, I think that's just cool. A lot of times we forget that we can discover things so close to home, even though we're thinking light years ahead of ourselves and finding these planets. Like, oh, no, we still find stuff in our system that technically counts. So this diameter of this uh, dwarf planet is about 437 kilometers. And Pluto's, for scale on one another dwarf planet, to some scientists, I never understood the Pluto thing, is about 2,400 kilometers. So dwarf planets can range in a lot of different sizes. Now, that aside, we did have – well, it's weird because – okay, you remember when they announced Sword and Shield, we bragged about we're going to have information for days. We're going to figure all this stuff out like really quick, right? I feel like that was the the prevailing sentiment, honestly. Yeah, us and every other Pokemon creator – content creator was like, oh, oh, we're going to be feeding off this. But – in a recent interview, they talked about a lot of different stuff, and if you want to go look up the interview, you can. It's super easy. Tons of other YouTubers and podcasters have gone into it, but I think the most interesting part is that they are actively trying to suppress. Like any, They're making sure very little gets out. At this point, like two weeks or so before the game came out, we knew what every starter's final evolution looked like. We knew pretty much every gym leader, Elite Four, you name it. Oh we God. knew everything. I, I, I don't think I've ever been like this in the dark about a game since, um, God, I remember when there were like TV commercials for Ruby and Sapphire, like back in the day. And I remember seeing Blaziken in those commercials. Like, I don't think I've ever been this in the dark since a game like this. I've never seen a game like 
that I personally remember knowing less of since Gold and Silver, of, like, stuff coming out. They've just done such a good... I mean, I admire their ability to keep it all keep it all tucked in. We know nothing. All the speculation and stuff, like, if you really count it, there aren't too many released Pokemon, and I don't know, some people are, you know, upset about the National Dex thing. I Again, we've talked sure, we about... We know Impidimp exists, but they haven't acknowledged him at all. Exactly! They put him in stuff... It's Halloween. Game Freak, talk yeah, about him. Yeah, put him in. We don't care what he... just. Even if he's terrible, even if his stats stink, give us something. Because you just put him out there. First Ghost Fairy type. Oh, fairy. nope, not first. Never mind. There were others. But still, it's weird. I thought he was Dark Fairy. He's Dark Fairy. That's why it was different. It's, it's a weird, weird creature. And I just... Ugh, I, just, I wish I knew more, but I know there is something nice about it's going in in the fun. dark. There's something nice about knowing that that when we pick it up, we are going to be like just as in the dark as like anybody trying to figure this out. And I, I don't know. It's weird, but it's cool. And I, I just want to – I hope that people enjoy the game a lot. But who knows? By the time we're recording the next episode, the new game might write about be out and the whole – everything could change. Everyone could love the game or hate the game and – we still don't know. That's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, we're, we're less than a month out. I look forward to desperately beating the game and getting everything I possibly can before the format shifts in January. Um, I look forward to having... So that's one thing is I, I would like to at least have some vague idea. We do know a few more things relatively recently. I think we um, learned that like we're getting Scrafty, Torkoal. Um, I think we learned we have Aegislash, which like of course we do because it's Sword and Shield. Sableye, I think, is confirmed. Um, now, hold on so, now. You skipped over your favorite boy. I already Come said on, Torgold, my precious son. Yeah, no. Put it with M. That's your boy, man. That's your boy right there. That's all I need. I've got Torkoal. Um, you know, we got Tyranitar. We've known about Tyranitar for a while. Which, honestly, I, I, was, I was going Shield. But I might have to go Sword now, though, for Surfetched. Yeah, man. I mean, Galarian Panita is fine, dandy. I, I want to. If I saw what Rapidash looked like, that might change my mind. But with Sir Fetched, I mean, we've the waited 20 is, years. Yeah, the thing is with them, I feel like though that can't be the counterpart for Sir Fetched. I feel like there's a different counterpart for Sir Fetched, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like I mean, an evolution. It's like a Galar evolution versus like a Galar form. So I think we have a different yeah, Galar form that's still a secret for the uh, sword. Yeah, there was some uh, various articles were saying that they said that there were lots of new Pokemon, more than any other generation, lots of new Pokemon. And that just brings to mind the old black and white days where like, oh, here's a hundred and fifty something brand new Pokemon. Go nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Those I'll, were weird times. Yeah. I'll, other little bit of Pokemon news that's less important, unless you're just a, a fashion conscious Pokemon trainer. Um. This is the fir- uh, for the first time since their introduction, it is possible to legally get a shiny Solgaleo and shiny Lunala. Awesome. Can't wait for the meta to shift so you can't use them. Yeah, yeah. Just in time for them to not be legal. But for spooky Halloween, you can have your blood red bat. <laughs> your blood red demon bat based on an eight-eyed monster from Hawaiian myth. Congratulations, kiddos. Enjoy your bat. <laughs> I like Solgaleo. Or, I mean, I like Lunala. I mean, everyone does. That's why she's in the meta. But again, like we don't have the most Pokemon news. And honestly, I think we should kind of keep it that way because when this new game comes out, 
like everything's gonna be different like that's my that's my thought it, oh, i can't wait to rant it's gonna be great i think we might have to do an entire rant based episode like there's no there's science here we'll, we'll throw in like a chemistry experiment but th we will talk about this like this is yeah. gonna be crazy i'll give fun facts but yeah oh yeah let's uh let's just go ahead right into the actual science to talk about predators do it now so when it comes to predators I always love getting a chance to talk about this group of animals, in part because people either love them or hate them. It's weird because, like, predation is one of the two ways of surviving on this planet. And for some reason, predators seem to get the bad rap because they quote unquote kill living things. But I don't know. I, I won't. I hope after. Isn't this... everything other than unless it's photosynthetic? I feel like kills living things. Yeah, Chuck much. Norris kills living things. Yeah, he does. Plants' lives matters too. Hang on, wait a minute, one second. Let's just stop. The... Matt, you there? Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Okay. So <laughs> they walk among us. They walk among us. What are you doing? We just started We're right here. here. Where are you? Where are you? We're recording with you. How you been? Awesome. Wait, I heard a small voice. Did you say hi, Lycat. I'm Lila. <laughs> hi, Lila. Oh, that's your. Hi, Lila. That's, that's why you were busy. You were getting our special guests. Awesome. She, so, she is an uh, expert on all things predators because she already knows all of our talking points. I, I do not have the primer. So, uh, awesome. What, what, what segment are we jumping into? So you guys had just arrived in time. We just started our talk on predation. We were about to start. So, yeah. Uh, Lila, do you have a favorite predator? Um, Shark. Sharks. Okay. So what what do sharks eat? Good choice. What do sharks eat? Um they eat seals. Eat seals. <laughs> they eat seals, but also fish, sea turtles, other sharks. Killer whales. More seals. Yeah. Killer whales. whales. Oh no no no. The opposite. The orcas eat them. Hey, uh <laughs> Mostly the, they mostly eat the livers too. Tasty. So the reason we wanted to talk about predation is that they're seen as the bad guys. Like, Lycat loves sharks. But no, they're not. No, they're not. They're not? <laughs> I mean, not by you, because you're a smart kid. But not everyone sees them as, like, as, like, you know, as ever see them as good guys. Like, you're smart. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people on planet Earth will root for the gazelle. They try to get food because they need it. And they... <laughs> But they're predators because if they want, then they wouldn't eat meat. So they need to eat meat, but people don't know that. Yeah, you know that's a really good point. People, people like to choose if we eat meat, veggies more or less than another, and people are often think that animals get that choice, but animals don't. You just get to eat what you're built to eat. So a shark is built to eat seals. A cow is meant to eat grass. Now, being a predator, there are good things and bad things to being a predator. On one side... One, one pre some predators do eat humans, but not mostly of the time. Yeah, no, most of them are going to leave people alone. Being a predator, you do get some really cool powers, though. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to eat that much. I mean, cows have to eat almost all day long, just eating, eating, eating. <laughs> They also get more protein, which is always nice. But on the downside, the predators have to work a lot harder for their food. And sometimes they miss their lunch. And by sometimes, I mean a lot. So, Lila, 
How often do you think a lion catches its food? Do you think it's closer to a one where they don't catch it or a 10 where they always catch it? When they don't catch it. When they don't catch it, very good. It's actually about three times out of 10. Matt, you are right. You have a very smart daughter. She she is going to be, what are you going to be when you grow up? Biologist. What kind? <laughs> oh, this is. Jungle. This is... Yo, now, now you want to be a jungle biologist? Yeah. What happened to a, a, a feline biologist? Feline. What happened to foxes? There are cats in the oh, jungle. She can do both. No, foxes. They don't even live in the jungle. Oh, you want to do foxes now? Ocelots. No. <laughs> so, one of the fun things about predators <clears throat> is that. A lot of them share some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you look at um, look at a shark and a lion, a lot of them share some of the same things in common. So, for example, they're going to have a pretty decent eyesight, smelling, hearing, or some weird combination of those things. Well, and their eyes are in front, correct? Eyes yeah. in front, ready to hunt. Eyes on the side, ready to hide. And that is how we there, teach. Th- there is this guy I know who's really ugly. And his eyes are almost on the side of his face. <laughs> Does that mean he's he's a, he's a prey item? He's watching his back. Um, you better watch out. Don will probably hunt him. <laughs> it is the most dangerous game after all. Um, predators always have their eyes. Predators always have their eyes on the front because that's how they see things. And play has yeah. their eyes on the side because that's how they see things. Why do why do why do why do prey have eyes on the side then? Because they can see two things at once. They can look out for danger and they can look for food themselves. That is really good. Now there's one other yeah. thing that they have a Five super powerful <laughs> stomach. Most predators can digest some crazy stuff. In fact, there are hyenas that can digest bone. Like, they'll eat the bone. We know all about hyenas. Crazy creatures. Not quite cat, not quite dog, but all the terrifying. Well, and their, their jaws are what? Right? I like Do you them. remember? Their jaws are just really strong. Mm-hmm. They can chew through glass pretty easily. <laughs> so, in the oceans, like you said, eyes up front ready to hunt, that is actually good for a lot of predators but things like sharks kind of break those rules because for the sharks and other ocean predators they have to see from what's above let's see what's coming from above or below and the front and hammerheads can see even behind them so they have a lot of different ways to see in the ocean but you are right that yeah most times they just keep their eyes to the front yeah so shout out to the powerful flounder the flounder really (laughs) Hey, the flounders are very efficient ambush predators. Sometimes the prey have their eyes like kind of in the front, but not totally, because that's just sometimes how their eyes look. Yeah, some of the prey <laughs> items, such yeah. small monkeys, are going to be prey items for other animals, but their eyes are on the front, so that means uh, the... any animal that needs any animal that needs the depth perception of like being, especially like we see that with like tree dwelling animals. I was say with monkeys, yeah, you would need, you would need the three dimensional abilities to not run into a tree. Yeah. But, but with sharks, their eyes are kind of on the side, kind of in front because they kind of, everything wants to eat sharks. <laughs> I don't know if everything wants to eat them. Oh, that's not, not everything. Just a couple of things. Big orca whales would like to eat sharks. Oh yes, yes you, yes they would. 
like, and they can come from any direction. So, yeah, that's why sharks either kind of on, on the side and kind of in the front. That's why. <laughs> so, because- can- Lila, what you said at the beginning reminded me of something and how predators are good. It's a lot of times people don't see that, but in science, we figured that out. Do you know what predators are really good at? Like, what do you think they help with it when it comes to like a forest? How do wolves help a forest? They, so if there were too many bunnies, then there would be no wolves because wolves eat bunnies and that helps the earth. So what do bunnies eat? Bunnies eat... Whether berries or something. Yeah. So what would happen if there were too many bunnies? Would there be lots of plants everywhere? No, there would be no plants. Yes, this exact thing happened with wolves in Yellowstone Park. So in Yellowstone With the elk, right? Yeah, you go and tell the story. Alright, so back in the day, people who saw wolves as a obstacle to like cattle raising, human interests, and to uh they thought if they got rid of the wolves, there'd be more elk to hunt, and the uh, the environment would be better because people used to be very anti-predator, and some still are. So people but it's not. exactly wolves need to be around. Ex- yes, that's the, yes they do. So people extirpated all the wolves from the Yellowstone area, and as a result, the elk that were there proceeded to overgraze and eat all the vegetation, especially around um, river areas which caused a lot of erosion, which then proceeded to degrade the stream habitat. So the elk overgrazed, which caused a lack of um, erosion control because there are no more plant roots to stop. So then the, the rivers in Yellowstone degraded, which even then started impacting the populations of trout and other fish, as well as ground nesting birds and everything else that required the plant cover. And once wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone, uh, there was an increase in the like health of the water systems and adjacent things. Man, you really have a way of talking to kids, huh? Who would have thought erosion levels into the fifth graders' five-year-old's vocabulary? Well, to be, I mean, to be fair, her vocabulary is not a kindergarten vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happens in the ocean. Jellies, the jellyfish, are actually getting a little too more, too many of them right now, and that is because yeah. all their things like sea turtles, birds, and fish aren't doing as well. So. We need predators. We need animals with big, scary teeth and big, scary eyes. They help balance things. They're the boss. We need a jellyfish hunting robot. No. Don't no, make me eat jellyfish, please. I've tried uh, jellyfish. Uh-uh. I've eaten jellyfish. Me too. It's it's not bad. It's eh. Hey, Lila, would you like to talk about some Pokemon? Yes. Let's yes, do let's it. Let's go and talk about some Pokemon. Hi, Miss Lycat. So you want to be a biologist in the field, correct? No, in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) You want to work outside, though? Yeah. Okay. Here, come closer to the mic. There you go. Uh, So let's talk about some Pokemon then and how their behaviors would help them survive as hunters. Does that sound good? Let's talk about Luxray, though. Do you know Luxray? Yeah. We have have, have one. Going yeah, walls thing, <clears throat> yes. it can see through uh, walls. Yes, you want to tell us all about it, Lucas? Yeah, so Luxray is based on a lynx, which is a kind of cat. So yeah. Luxray... I know what a been... lynx is. They're, they're really... 
They're kind of small, kind of big, but medium. Yeah, they're a medium <laughs> cat. Bigger than a they're house cat, not as big as a lion. But they are known because they are excellent at hunting small mammals, which are usually pretty hard to find. Now, what they are known for, especially in ancient times, was their eyes. So they have something called a tapetum lucidium, which is the reflective part of an eye. You notice when you shine a light on a dog's eye that the light shines back? I, I always thought that was because my dog is possessed. That's what everyone says. No, it just happens. It happens because what it's happening is it has special eyes. It takes the light and I reflects have special it back eyes. out. Yeah, my brand. <laughs> You have Edward Elric eyes. Yeah, so it allows them to see a little bit better. It allows them to see in the dark, which also, means different animals' eyes glow different colors, and you actually identify the least the general how species. You find crocodiles. Like, do- oh yeah, crocodiles, alien. Oh, I'm very familiar. But crocodiles, dogs, cats, people—all their eyes shine different colors in the light at night. And you actually identify at least the general species. Like I know dogs' eyes glow green in light, but cats' eyes glow a different color, which I don't remember off the top of my head. But it's way to tell what's in your yard at night if you hear like rustling. I want to know if it's like a raccoon or whatever. Um, it's not a raccoon. So what, it's DiGiorno. Yeah. <laughs> Both are delicious. So Luxray, <laughs> Luxray has the ability. To see through walls, making it yeah. an amazing stalking predator. Yeah. Why would that make it a good predator, Lila? Because <clears throat> if it can see through walls and another animal through the wall, then it can see what the animal's doing, and it can get through the wall so it can hunt the animal. Yeah. Now, it also has very big ears, and that is very yeah. useful. That would, that would be good for healing. So yeah. if, if it... It's seeing vision that it could heal the animals and it could eat it. Exactly. So there's tons of cool things that this animal has, and a lot of people forget that it is a predator. Now, if you notice, it does have a very small nose, which means it's probably not the best smeller, but with eyes that... Yeah, go on. But it, it can smell, but it's just not that good. It's not as good. You're right. So a lot of times people don't know that that not every animal has perfect senses, but some just like to use one more than another. Don, as the person here with the most wildlife experience in terms of being in the field, how do you feel about camouflage? Um, I personally am a very big fan of camouflage. Um, one important part of camouflage is understanding what it is you're trying to blend in from. Um, certain animals... Yeah, oh, Lila, go ahead. Let's hear about camouflage. So you're a chameleon, and you're in grass, but right now you're um, blue, and you need to turn green. You turn green to camouflage, to blend, like, to blend in with with the things around you. What if, what if you so were not So that's the cool thing about grass. chameleons. Then they we don't... would have to be another color. Sorry? So chameleons... Yeah. Chameleons can change color, but they don't use yeah, it to camouflage. They do it for their mood. No octopus can. Yeah, they can. Octopuses can change all kinds of crazy colors. In fact, yeah. they're one of the best camouflagers in the animal kingdom. And, I'll show you sometime. And they are the closest relative to our next Pokemon, Zoroark, the camouflaging fox Pokemon. <clears throat> now, 
with Zororok, what it's able to do is turn into other Zororark? animals. Zororark. I've always said it's like Zoro Zoroark. It's Zoroark. It's Zoro. Sorry, my cat's biasing. <laughs> so. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say one, can I say one okay. cool Lynx fact before we totally leave Luxray? Yeah, before we go, get the Lynx. All right, real quick, real quick. So Lynx um, are typically known also. Lynx have very, very large paws because they're a very adept predator in, like, the winter of uh, the snowshoe hare. Or at least, like, the, the Canadian Lynx is. There's also an Iberian Lynx that's really rare. But I don't know much about them. So Lynx... Um, we have, we have lynxes in we America. We do as well, Yeah, yes. we do. Just... No, in the north. But they, um, so, like, one of the things that lynx populations sort of reflect the hare populations because the snowshoe hare has a very weird, I want to say it's like a seven or eight year cycle where it'll, like, boom and bust. And the lynx populations will reflect that because of the availability of their prey. But part of it is that lynx are very, very efficient wintertime hunters because of their, like, sharp eyesight and hearing Coupled with the really large paws, let them hunt on snow very effectively. Well, there are there are animals though that adjust how fertile they are based upon food. Yes, coyotes are one of them. They live in our backyard. Me too. Um, um. So, all right, let's yes. go back to Zoroark though. The camouflage fox. Yeah, we kind of just skip right back. So Zoroark is a can camouflage to look like other animals. Now, I did my research. There are not a lot of predators that try and look like other animals. In fact, this is normally a prey Mimic style. octopus. Mimic octopus. Mimic the octopus. The mimic octopus is the one exception. Can I tell you something? About what? Some, some yeah. animals, so like, if you're a predator and you're like, um, and, peop- and your eyes are scary, so you have fake eyes. That's what predators sometimes have, fake eyes. Like a yeah. butterfly? Yeah, they have fake eyes. That's usually prey, though, I think. Now, yeah. for that, that's but, usually found on the prey, so they can yeah. scare away the predator. But with the predators, Some predators they don't need to are... fake it. Zoroark, I'm sorry. He's like a mimic octopus. They can pretend to be other animals in order to scare things away. So there are some that have pretended to be sea snakes, lionfish, even flounders. They've been documented imitating pretend... mantis shrimp. There's a video of one. They've done what? He goes into a hole, and then he pokes just his eye, like just his eyes up, and then two arms, and he imitates the stains of a mantis shrimp. That's nuts! Well, I mean, they're insane. very intelligent. Yeah, so because they're so smart, the Zoroark's idea of blending in is a great predator adaptation, because many predators, including lions, Bears. tigers, and a lot of other animals will actually have a color to help them blend into their surroundings. But it's well, only the mimic octopus. When I suggested fox, I, I thought about like Vultix because it's based on the Arctic fox, which uses camouflage to blend in. Yeah, so that's a predator using camouflage. Zoroark is the only predator I know that it'll pretend to be another predator. Sometimes, sometimes toads. Sometimes, like, toads have these fake markings on their sides, and they pretend to be a butterfly. Where did you learn that? There are toads with, <laughs> there are toads with false eye spots. Wait, wait, wait. May wait, I what? chime in with one thing? Wait, 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 wait. This is real? Because I didn't teach her. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. This know. is real? Because I didn't teach her that. So, like, where'd she learn it? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a true parallel, but I feel like Zoroark, too, it's, like, it's more, like, almost, um... It's like one of the different class. There's a bunch of different classifications of mimicry, um. So I feel like it's almost more of like a mimicry versus. Oh, it's like camouflage is a type of mimicry, or mimicry is a type of camouflage. 
Um, but I feel like, yeah, because there's a few other animals that will mimic another animal for the purpose of predation. Like, there's some spiders that act like ants to be able to, like, infiltrate and eat ants. Um, so, yeah, certain wasps as well. Um, there's a lot, several like that. But, I mean, the mimic octopus is by far the most uh, prolific and skilled mimic. Okay, we knew we were going to talk about this. I mean, Lila loves them. I love them. Don loves them. We all love yes, them. Yes, we do. I want talk a about Sharpedo. All right, Sharp. <laughs> I would like a different kind of Sharp Pokemon. I will say Sharpedo reminds me personally Bullshit. of um. I was gonna say more of one of the Lambdid sharks, like a like a not maybe not a Great White, but like a Mako, like Mako sharks or the fastest shark. Mako, yeah, Mako water kind of shark. I would like to get maybe a um. I, I think it would be kind of cool to maybe get a water ice type shark in the future based off like the Greenland shark or like one of the, the more polar species of sharks or a uh, maybe a something like more of an ambush predator or like a water fighting bull shark since they're so aggressive. That'd be really cool. So, Lila, what are some of these senses that a shark has? A shark? So, so they can do what? So they're smelling. Um, it's really good because so do you know how seals uh, sometimes aren't aren't by them? Yep. Yeah. Yes. You know you know how seals aren't by them? Okay, so what can they do? So tell us. So if there so let's say there's a shark that couldn't see. It it would use its smelling to sense out um the its food nearby. What would it smell? They can, so if an animal is bleeding and there was a drop of blood on the floor, then it would smell it and it would find the animal food that it needed. Exactly. They Spot have an on. amazing sense of smell, but also an amazing sense of hearing and the ability to sense food even underneath the sand. Of course, they do have teeth. Ampulae of Lorenzini, boys. <laughs> Screw you, flounder. If you don't know what that is, the ampulae of Lorenzini is the electrical sense of a shark. It allows them to sense the bioelectricity, give it off from any living thing. Hammerhead sharks are immune to stingray stings. And so they just go over looking like a metal detector, find a stingray. There was one hammerhead shark that got stung in the mouth over 90 times. In its lifetime before they caught it. They didn't care. They just don't care. D&D immune. Now, yeah, they can, immune the sharks can sense the heart of the fish beating. The sharks with the ampullae of Lorenzini, which are a collection of, maybe organ, of sensory organs. And it's in the kind of in their nose or across their weird hammerhead. In the case of hammerheads, can sense electrical pulses. So as a result, um, sharks can sense, the, like the more stressed a fish is, the larger the electrical signals they put Muscles work on electricity, but even just something as simple as a heartbeat for something like a hammerhead, they can find the fish just from like sensing its heart beating. Now, it sharks do. Sharpedo does have one other shark feature I love, but it's not the teeth; it's the counter shading. It's the changing colors from the belly to the top. So, Lila, do you oh, know? Lila knows about this. Hmm? Why, why, why are sharks white on the bottom? Because if they're white on the bottom, then other other animals might think that's water and run right into the shark so the shark can eat the food. Good good call. She's right. It's camouflage. She's right. Penguins have it too. Whales have it too. It's their way of surviving. Although on that note, Sharpedo is great 
But my favorite ocean monster in Pokemon is Waylord. Waylord, it's the best predator. Why is Waylord a good predator, though? Waylord, so... What's it have that makes it a good predator? So, wait... Think about its teeth. So, its teeth are like blue. But, that's why it has the light on its belly, but it's also blue on top. So that is its counter shading. It is able to blend in. Other animals, but blue is water too. So if other things, the top is water, it can kind of swim over it, and then it swims right near the mouth. It can swim up to the the food and catch it. What do whales catch? Whales catch grill because that's the only thing they're good at (laughs) eating. So she is right. When it comes to their sad teeth, sperm whale noises. <laughs> oh god, no! There are some whales that do have teeth, like the sperm whale. How are you? Or the narwhal, or the belugas, but it's the baleen whales, the whales <laughs> whose teeth are made out of keratin, they just look like a giant comb. They're perfect at catching their. We food. know keratin. It's keratin's what? Keratin is what's made of our fingernails, and but the. Did you know the scales on a pangolin I... have keratin in it? People think it's medicine. It's not. It's just your yeah, fingernails. Yeah, the same thing that makes up rhino horn and ostrich claws, too. <laughs> now, can you guess how much food? Let's take a gray whale. How much food do you think a gray whale can eat in a day, Lila? Well, a gray whale mm-hmm. is going to be big. So it would need a lot of food. So how many pounds do you think? You think like 50 pounds? A... You think a million pounds? What do you think? I would just think it was... So if you were um, a blue whale and a How gray... much food does it have to eat? It a lot eat is the correct answer. Like more, than, right. more than me? Yes, it does a have gray to eat whale more than you. can actually eat up to 3,000 pounds of food in a day the car that you go to school in the car you go to school in think of that car but made out of krill now the reason why krill is the best is because if waylord is feeding on tiny pokemon or tiny plankton we can't see he's eating the best food in the ocean krill is the life of the ocean without it you lose on a lot of those bigger animals because krill has so much protein packed inside of it that if you feed on krill you can feed a whale you can feed monsters effectively just how big they are they may be big but by feeding on smaller food they get more energy than hunting bigger food now they can also swallow swallow small fish but it's the krill it's that little shrimpy stuff that if they eat enough of it there's almost no so, limit. So hey, to let's. Uh, <clears throat> uh, that sounds terrible. Cool before, our last one. Can I can I introduce our last monster. one? Monster. Our yeah, last one ahead. is based on the ant lion. What Pokemon is it? It is Trapinch. Now Trapinch, it turns into this amazing ant lion Pokemon. But so, do, does any of you know what ant lions do? Because so they live. So Don, I think has yes. the best on, example wait, of wait, it. Wait, wait, go with this. Keep going. Um. So 
they live they live yeah, in the desert. Let it, let it ride, Lyle. So they dig a burrow and then when other animals fall into it, they cannot climb out. They the the ant lion takes out the food from inside and throws the shell up into the air and boom, it's gone. <laughs> in a snap. In a snap. <laughs> Don, I wasn't going to let her do it, but gosh darn, she might be I'm taking I'm telling your you, job. man, like, this kid knows her stuff. I mean, I, I can add some if we want. Don, add, can you add to that? Because that was pretty good for a good ex- for a first explanation. <laughs> it was It was very good. So I will say the antlions, um, they are the larval stage of a species of lacewing fly. But the larval stage is way more interesting. And that's actually the whole fly online is based on that, where it goes from antlion to winged insect. But the antlions, we actually have them in Florida. I spent many a time when I would be in trouble at recess. Wait, wait. Um, so instead of being able you to go play. To, you go to high school? Yes. No, he, when he was in high school a long time ago. No, oh, I, I, I did Mr. at one no, point. He's like my God, age, I hope remember? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, so no, Dada. when I was in elementary school, Lila, I would get in trouble, and so I wasn't allowed to play at recess. So I had to sit against the wall, but there would be antlions there. So I would watch the antlions. There you go. That's why now, he, he biology is because he got in trouble. You could see the... <laughs> if only he was exactly. a good kid, he would Did not be that, interested kids? in biology. He'd have been an That's orthodontist right. like his father wanted. Yeah, actually, he probably did. Sorry, Dad. Um <laughs> But anyway, so you could see, yeah, you would see an ant fall into the antlion's pit, and then as the ant tried to climb out, the antlion would flick sand up at the ant so that it would fall down. The antlion could grab it with its venomous fangs, which Trappish does not learn poison fang, but it should, and pull it below the surface of the sand and drain its When you went to high school, and when you saw the antlions, did you... Did you actually get to experience how hard they work or how helpful they are? I did. I would actually watch them dig their burrows. They would dig yeah. in a spiral until they had dug oh out God, a cone shape. How many shape. times do you try <laughs> Like, you have no did idea. You, <laughs> every <laughs> day? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So with Trapinch, I think it's a great Pokemon to end this on because it is the kind of hunter that doesn't stalk its prey, doesn't hide no more. It picks the smartest route and lets its food come like to it. Like our pet By building its home near where the prey is, why would I ever work hard? Ambush predators are one thing, but building a trap and literally waiting is something usually only reserved for insects or spiders, many of these animals will actually work very hard building traps. My favorite, and I really hope Pokemon, if you're listening, make this one a Pokemon. The Trapdoor Spider is another one I really hope to see one day. We're waiting on I'm it. a big fan. It literally is like a tarantula that takes its webs, makes a little lid, then digs a Gen hole. Gen 9 Brazil. Covers itself with the Gen lid. Gen 9 Brazil. And then it waits. Gen 9 Brazil. It's- I've got a spare tank right now. I think I might get one. Joe, dude, if you get a trapdoor spider, just make sure you put the trap on the side. I like to see its burrow. Gen 9 Brazil. Yeah, they actually have specialized, like, uh, terrariums now for trapdoor spiders. that are They're kind of an ant farm style where they're just thin enough that you, like, are guaranteed to see the burrow. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up all of our predators. But Lila, 
Can I thank you personally for coming um, on? Thank you very much. I, I kind of know a lot about biology. biology. That's why I was on here instead of... <laughs> yeah, no... No, thank you, Matt, can for I, bringing yeah. Lila. Go ahead and get her off to bed, and we can go ahead and start wrapping this up. All right, before we get to the closing, I want to explain why Lila was on here. So, Lila, you have been helping me present at conventions, correct? Yes, I was. And um, and, and, and you, you really like it because you want to be a biologist one day. Yeah, and if the more I know, the better of a biologist I'll be. Now, I want to I wanna talk about one thing real quick. You actually play competitive Pokemon, is that true? Yes. In fact, in our tournament we did for charity, you got fifth place, almost got third place, actually. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Because I, 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 I wasn't... I wasn't working hard. I was trying my best. That's all I was doing. Now, you like to play competitive. Um, yeah. what, what kind of team did you say you're going to run next time? Trick Room. Trick Room. Yeah. But the point is, to win, you don't have to work hard. You just need to try your best. <laughs> How much Disney have you been pumping into this child's brain? I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, so, Lila, for people on our, who like our show, who want to play Pokemon, can you give them advice for starting out? What what should they know if they want to start trying to play competitive Pokemon? So, you have to actually know about the animals that you're playing at. And then when you play a team, you need to make sure you have the right Pokemon on the right team. And if you, if you want to pick out your person... If you can pick out someone that doesn't look like you, just pick out someone you like and you feel comfortable with. But the other thing is, what kind of team you have, it can be any kind. Trick Room, you need to make sure that you have good Pokemon with good advice and good meanings with them. Okay. That's how you play it. But the other thing, to win competitive Pokemon, so... Usually you try your best. You don't have to. So do you have any strategies they they can use? Like any any moves that you like to use a lot? I like to use like so the move that hits two Pokemon at once, I say that, but I do like to use um so if it was Lapras, I would probably use Parasong a lot. It kind of makes them weaker. Yeah. So anyways, uh I just wanted to thank her because she's been so helpful with conventions, and I, I appreciate it. Having having you guys so far away, it's nice having someone who loves animals coming and talking. Yes, Lila, please continue to take my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don, On one note, day, don't worry, Don. I've got something planned for you. I've got a couple of episodes planned she for you. Turker gerbs. <laughs> boop boop. All right, so thank you, Lila, so much for joining us. And thank you guys for listening so much. If you would like to learn more about what we do, if you want to follow us on Facebook or Twitter, any of that stuff, please do. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And uh, happy Halloween if you're listening to the day this goes out. Good night, everybody. Adios. <laughs> Bye.